Welcome back, everybody. Lauren and I are so happy to have you here on our next episode of Nice to Have a Friend. As you probably have figured out if you've listened to our last episode, we are having a guest season. If you're new here and this is your first time hanging out with Lauren and I, Nice to Have a Friend is taking season two to the career level, but basically that just means we're sitting down and talking with friends of ours about their career journeys, about how they got started, hiccups along the way, but also just the cool things that they're working on right now. But before we get into this episode with a guest that Lauren and I were so excited to talk to you about all things content creation, we want to just encourage you to make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us get out there, have more people find out about our show. And plus, it's just really cool to see sweet comments that you make when you go and review our show. So go take a minute and do that and come right back and then we'll get on with the show. Welcome back, Lauren. How's it going? How was your weekend? I guess I saw you on Sunday, but how was the rest of the weekend before yeah, that? Yeah, I had a great weekend. I feel like it was the right amount of busy, but the right amount of rest. Um, I loved our little shopping excursion that we did together. That was like <laughs> the perfect little uh, outing for us, I feel like. And then I loved going to Trader Joe's because I got so many new fall items and my blog has basically turned into a Trader Joe's like review page all of a sudden but I'm hoping to get it back to normal content here soon what about you it it was good you know I spent my weekend a very different way than you did as I'm sure that you've heard so if you follow Lauren on Instagram which we're linked down below if you want to see these pictures for reference she did a Trader Joe's charcuterie board kind of thing look very fancy very wonderful my weekend was spent um how do I say this the right way I'm falling down into the whole of K-pop, aka BTS. So I have this weekend become a big BTS fan. I know last week I mentioned it, but this week it was enabled even further by my roommate playing endless YouTube videos and performances of BTS. So that's what I pretty much did all weekend. I rested, watched YouTube videos, and then America's Next Top Model and But that's rested. good for you because I feel like that's not often that you let yourself do that. So I'm really glad that you did that, even if it was... BTS, I'm so glad that you are like taking time for yourself like that. We love to see it. All right, guys. So I promise I'm not going to talk about K-pop anymore. Today's guest is growing rapidly on social media. She is currently at close to 68,000 followers on TikTok, 7,600 on Instagram. So just about at that 8K mark. And she has over 1,000 YouTube subscribers. She is growing, trying all these different new platforms for content creation. And she's very close to both Lauren and I's hearts because she is a graduate of the University of Tennessee, just like us. And she knew Lauren before she moved down to Orlando, Florida, where she currently resides and is doing a lot of Florida-centric content, Disney content, which is very close to my heart. So we knew that getting her on here was going to be a lot of fun. So kick back and relax and get ready to listen to Lauren and I talk with today's guest, Sarah Grace of The Sunny SG. Cue applause.
Welcome, Sarah Grace. Thank you so much for being here today with us. We are so excited to have you on today because we have so many similar interests with you that all just kind of intersect in different ways and have like a ton of different things going on at the same time. But thank you so much for being here thank today. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm so honored and I'm so excited to be on here with you guys and to chat with you guys about so many different things. This is going to be so much fun. I can't wait. So I wanted to just like briefly like recap how I even know Sarah Grace so I like kept seeing her like around campus and I think we saw each other at the mall and we kept seeing each other like in these random situations and I was like I think I know her but I don't know her enough to say hello and then we were finally at a my kind of lovely like campus ambassador event and she was there again and I was like this is God's sign that I just like we have to talk to each other other like we are just seeing each other so much and we were finally I think Sarah Grace was like what is your name I see you like everywhere (laughs) and so then we just got to talking and we had so much in common it was freaky I think we talked for like 30 minutes and every time we would bring up something the other person would be like, me too. Well, we were both getting we married both at the time. Yeah, yes. in the same we college. We both had a winter wedding. Same college, same department, same wedding dress store, mm-hmm. kindred and not. Oh, I thought you were going to say same wedding dress, and that was going to be like <laughs> oh. crazy similarities. <laughs> no, but we both got our dress from kindred mm-hmm. in Knoxville, which is just like the best place ever. And then isn't your husband an engineer? Yes, Sarah, he is. Okay, what's it, which engineering is he in? So like he's chemical or... He He's industrial engineering, and he works for a company down here called Lockheed Martin. So I truly, he asked me, like, what's we like, do you know what I do? And I'm like, no, I don't. Like, I love you to death. Like, I don't really have a clue what you do. And he's like, okay, that's fine. (laughs) But that just worked out so well that you got to move to Orlando. Like, what are the chances of that? That's just amazing. Do you want to kind of introduce everyone to yourself and, like, set up how great it is that you live in Orlando by your background? Yes, absolutely. So I'm Sarah Grace. You guys might know me from social media as the Sunny SG. And I'm an Orlando creator and influencer and an Orlando-based creator and influencer. But you probably would recognize me from a lot of my Disney content or Harry Potter content. Um, Totally random that this is kind of how I ended up where I am. Um, I got married in January and I moved down here with my husband because of his job and my family has been huge Disney people our whole lives. We visit Orlando at least once a year every single year up until I guess I moved here and whenever I did I did I did the Disney college program in the fall of 2018 so obviously that put me here for an extended period of time and I fell in love with Orlando beyond just Disney And it's such a cool city because there's always something going on. There's always something to do. It's one of the tourism capitals of the world. And I remember when my boyfriend at the time came to visit me, I took him to coffee and I was like, okay, so I want to move here. And he was like, you want to move to Orlando? This is literally tourism USA. No, we're not going to, like, I do not want to move here. And I was like, okay, like, yeah, that's probably true. Like, I don't know if I want to move here either. And, like, he was, like, so sweet about it. And then he was like, but if you want to move here, like, I'll start applying to some jobs down here, like, I'll, you know, we'll see how it works out, he applied to, like, two or three jobs down here, he applied to jobs all over, it was our senior year, obviously, and I finished out my program in December, and really didn't think I was ever going to live here again, and in January, he got the call that he was interviewing for a position with Lockheed Martin in Orlando, I was like, you oh are kidding, and he loved the company, he fell in love with the city himself, and... 
here we are, I guess, almost two years after that initial conversation, and we're here full-time, and I love every inch of the city. It is amazing, and Florida is just so fun, and I love being right behind Disney World and next to Universal. I've always been a big fan of theme parks, so having two of the most renowned ones in my backyard is pretty incredible. Now, I didn't know Sarah Grace before this podcast, but what's kind of funny Sarah Grace, is that during quarantine, like most people our age, I downloaded TikTok and started watching it. And I think I saw one of your videos and I didn't really think anything of it, but Lauren brought up to me, she's like, oh, this girl that I know from My Kind of Lovely has gotten really big on TikTok. And she showed me one of yours and I was like, oh my gosh, I've seen this girl like on the For You page. I had no idea you were from Knoxville. And I started just looking through some of your stuff and then it made me feel like I knew you because I saw you did the Disney College program. Last week you posted that you went to craft in common and I geeked out because I would go there every Sunday after church with my roommates and I talk about one of their drinks is like the best coffee that I've ever had so I feel like I even know you just because I know part of the life that you've lived and I just love getting to see Orlando again through you all the time so just thank you for sharing that because it's nice for those of us who aren't there to get yeah, to it's see really it. Funny. Well that makes me yeah, so happy really to hear because like that's been my goal is there is a ton of like Disney influencers out there and when I set up my platform so funny story I've dabbled in influencing for most of like my college career but I was in the social media class for mine and Lauren's like major and um basically it was about the whole class was like social media and we had to like go through and learn about branding and like setting up social media page and platform and I kept a little notebook and I was like writing down okay if I were to like brand myself I were to create like a brand like all of that like what would it look like what would I want to share what would I want to portray because like I've had trial and errors of accounts that have flopped before and like been able to take that experience and what I wanted was to be different than other like Disney influencers like I wanted to be like Florida and Orlando lifestyle because I wanted people to feel like they were coming with me and exploring the city with me as a newlywed and as yeah. someone who just moved to the city and as someone who loves Disney but also loves city life and loves going and trying new things and loves coffee shops and like all these different things like that makes me so happy to hear because that was the goal of my page to begin with I wanted people to feel like they were coming along on this journey right alongside of me I think you do that so well because I have not been to Orlando in like 15 years but I feel like I know so much about the city than I used to and I feel like I know exactly what that McDonald's that's on Disney property looks like because (laughs) you shared it and I know about a lot more restaurants than I would ever know and I also feel like way more equipped to plan a trip to Orlando after just like seeing your stuff and then it's also just so funny because I relate to like your content creation like content and then your shopping content and then Allison relates to your like DCP very specific content because I'm always like wait this looks good but what does this even mean and Allison's like oh this is blah 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 like she explains it all the way through so I love that well like that's the thing too is like I want people from all walks of life to be able to relate to the sunniest cheeks that's one of the things they tell you in the beginning if you're starting like a business or a brand or anything like that you've got to have a niche and so I or niche whichever um so I definitely feel like I have a niche but also I feel like so many people can fit into that niche because like you know I've got the newlywed side I'm a shopaholic I literally shop all the time and I love creating fun content that like anyone can relate to you know so like you definitely have the people who are really here for like the Disney content but then you have the people who are here just for the lifestyle content and I love that the Sunny SG has been able to reach both of those audiences so well yeah it definitely does do you want to talk a little bit about your Disney college program 
program specifically and just how that impacted you? Because I feel like we know personally so many of our friends who have done the DCP or just like acquaintances who have. So do you want to speak on just that? Okay, so I first applied. This is my DCP journey. It is a journey, let me tell you folks. So I, (laughs) from the time I was in like middle school, noticed Kassenbers had their universities under their name tag. And I would always ask me like, what is that for? Like, why does some people have cities? They're like, oh, I'm part of the Disney College program. It's been around since the 90s. Like, this program is old. And there are, like, generations of families now that have gone through and done this program. Like, some people's moms and kids. Like, it's just insane how this has branched and reached so many people. But I would always get so curious, and I would ask them about it, and I was so inquisitive. And it was like, that's what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do the Disney College program one day. And so my three best friends and I, we took a visit the spring. Christmas break of our freshman year of college and we were like all right guys this is it we're going to start applying spring semester because that was when we were eligible to first start applying so the first semester we could we all applied my one friend got nixed literally after she filled out her application she got nixed my other friend made it to the web-based interview to the phone interview which if you know anything about Disney College program um, it's a very very difficult process to get into some people apply upwards of like 12 times and don't ever see an acceptance like people apply people will go to grad school and just start taking random classes for the purposes Mm -hmm. of getting into the Disney College program like it is insane so I applied my first semester my one friend like I said she got canceled the other friend got phone interview then she didn't hear anything back for a couple weeks then she got no longer in consideration and then I literally they waited until the last possible week I didn't hear anything and I got no longer in consideration so I and I didn't get interview or anything my application was just like in the applied pool until then and I was holding on hope for so long like oh my gosh I'm gonna get it oh my gosh I'm gonna get it nope never even got an interview and I probably like that hit me hard because I was like I am their ideal candidate I love Disney like this is I could tell them anything yeah. you need to know I've got the Disney customer mantra down and know the four keys like I am perfect for this job and then you would give me an interview to try and so and you guys know once you get into your college career a little bit it gets harder and harder to look at things that would take you away for a semester and even more so things that will mm-hmm. take you away and put you behind for a semester and so every semester would go by and I think I applied one more time after that but it was just one of those things like I applied and I didn't think twice of it because I didn't hear back and then when it was it was spring of my junior year I was in a class just gotten into PR and I started chatting with one of my professors my ad professor actually worked for Disney he did ad on the side for Disney Dr. Haley is that who you're talking about yes yes so he reignited that love for me to see that like I could take what I was doing now and work for Disney like in that mantra and sense and he talked about the fact though he said you know you're not really going to be able to get a job with them you're not really going to be able to get a PI with them until you've done a Disney college program and I was like well I've applied a like I don't know and he was like you know like if this is what you want to do you're going to have to be willing to put forth like the time and like you know you got to take the time off this has just got to be your next step so I was like okay, I'm just going to apply. I probably won't hear anything. I literally applied the day applications closed. So they closed on like March 23rd. And I was literally sitting there at 445 trying to fill out the application really quickly. Wow. (laughs) And I sent it off. I went to dinner with Wesley and I came back and I found out I got a web-based interview. And I was shocked. I was like, you're joking. So I filled that out the next day. I did that. And then I immediately found out I got a phone interview and I scheduled that for like the next week. And I think from my application to acceptance was like a two-week time span, which is super fast in the Disney College program realm. 
So then I had a big decision to make. Was I going to take off? This was junior year. I had two semesters left until graduation. Was I going to delay that a whole semester or was I going to, you know, push through and graduate and then try and apply? But then, you know, the chances are I might not get it again. So I took faith, trust, and pixie dust, and I went for it, and it was hands down the best experience of my life. I loved working for Disney. It was just such an amazing experience as a whole, and it grew me a lot, because the Disney College Program, like, you know, when you're in college, you kind of got people, like, guiding you along the way, and when you do the DCP, like, I was 12 hours away from my family. I was working 40 plus hours a week, like learning how to get along with people and leadership experience and just working for Disney as a top company is so cool. And to learn from their leaders was such an amazing experience. And I tell anyone, absolutely go for it. If you have any interest in going into work for entertainment or into leadership positions, the Disney College Program will groom you like no other program I've seen. I love hearing you say that because a lot of people would ask me when I came back, like, why did you go do that? Because I was on track to graduate early. I was like, I could have done other things. Like, Mm -hmm. why did I go do this program where I worked in merchandise, aka fancy retail? And I'm like, well, honestly, if you want to move up the ladder at all, like, that's the first step that you have to take. And a lot of people who aren't familiar with Disney probably don't realize that they take that frontline work so seriously when it comes to progressing because it's kind of like remembering your roots and remembering Mm -hmm. the people you're interacting with absolutely well and that's the other thing is like most people you cannot get a high position without working those frontline roles and they take that very very seriously in your journey with the company one of the top leaders in like the walt disney corporation started out in custodial he was a custodial frontline cast member who, as soon as he graduated school, he went and started doing that because he knew he wanted to be an executive at Disney. And that's just like crazy to think that like the people who are working quick service could one day be making the big decisions for that company because that's how much they value their frontline employees and they value their theme parks as well. That's crazy. I feel like I'm learning so much just hearing you guys talk about this. <laughs> I need to go to Disney. I'm need, I need to book a trip. Oh, I do have, a, I have a question for you. Just yes. a, a simple question. Where did you live on your college program? Oh, did I was in Chatham. housing? Yes, I lived okay. in Chatham. I lived in building 25. And <laughs> listen, that place was ratchet as could be. The least, excuse me, magical experience of the whole program was doing laundry on the college program because ugh, it was horrible. At least I wasn't in Vista Way. Were you in Vista Way? <laughs> no, I was in Patterson, aka Catterson, with Catterson. many cats at my building. So no, I was not a Vista Way. So you're good. You can trash Vista Way. It's okay. <laughs> Vista Way is horrible. It, there's like so many parties that go on there. I love being in Chatham because the housing stuff was right there next to us. Like the housing, they weren't parties. What were they called? The welcome events or like the housing yeah. events. Um, and I don't think I would have gone to nearly as many as I did without having lived right there because otherwise it's like you get you have to take the bus which the bus is oh that's a whole nother story if we had hours to get into that (laughs) um so you either had to take the bus or drive and there was never any parking so i'm very glad i was there for that reason but that was really the only plus chatham kind of sucks (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't blame you. And to the laundry thing, that cracks me up because I worked in Dino Land and merchandise, and that is like the store and the carts, but it's also the carnival games. Yeah. And so the tickets that you had to collect for those games sometimes, if you were like stuck on one end and there were a lot of guests, like you would stick them in your pocket and put them back in the yeah, ticket yeah, pile yeah. because they would count that for like how much inventory they sold. Um, and I can't tell you how many times I would take my shorts out of the washing machine <gasps> and it was like crumpled tickets in my pocket. And I was like, crap. So if you're my coordinator, I'm sorry that did, yeah, you didn't just hear that. I turned all <laughs> my tickets in. I love that. No, I, I love, love hearing these memories. Gosh, I did this TikTok where I said, make the comment section of this look like a DCP Facebook page. This was one of the things I was trying to explain to Lauren how funny it was. My favorite one that I saw was a comment that said, it was up in upper lowercase letters being sarcastic, that was like, what do we wear for traditions? For traditions. <laughs> traditions for anybody who isn't aware when you come into any job at Disney you go through kind of just a typical job orientation process but it's called traditions and it's a day that's kind of dedicated to showing you overviews of the company like company history but also what the values of the Disney company are and how you're going to implement them as a cast member and continue on that tradition that Walt and his brother started back in the 1920s and so it's this big deal because they emphasize you have to have a nice business outfit and so everyone when they get in goes on the Facebook page and is like is this outfit okay is this outfit okay so that comment section TikTok I was dying if you show up to traditions and you're not yeah. dressed appropriately they will send you back they will say you can come again another day if you go at the end of this you know listen to the rest of the episode then go to the show notes and find Sarah Grace's TikTok the Sunny SG and go look at that if you're a DCP person and you will get a hearty laugh out of it because Lauren didn't quite understand but I tried to explain well, I needed to pick me up that day. I was like, you know what would be hilarious? I just would love to go back and like read some of these. And so I did not. I thought I thought if four people commented on it, it would be yeah. a success. <laughs> I ended up reaching like 30,000 people. And it has like hundreds of comments of just these gold mine of people who are like, oh, um, I heard if you call out three times, like, this happens. Is that true? Like, all these rumors that get floated around. Like, oh, well, I think I'm getting, so-and-so is getting fired. Like, all, oh, it was just so good. Sarah Grace, you were actually supposed to do the DCP a second time, right? Yes. So, I had such an incredible experience when I found out I was moving back to Florida with Wesley C. So he graduated in May. He moved down here in June. We got married in January. I graduated I graduated in December. We got married in January. And then I came down here. I applied for so many jobs before I moved down here. Like probably from, no, August to December. I was applying for like four to five jobs every other week. Like just constantly staying on top of like pages and like job searches and all this stuff and I heard crickets and I was so discouraged I was like well I'm about to get married moved to the city at least Wesley has a good job because like I don't have one at all and it's not like I was just like oh well I just won't move nope we're getting married and he lives down there and he works down there so kind of have to move so when we got married I was down here for like a month and I was still applying to stuff and I heard nothing and I realized like Probably, I remember we had a conversation, we were on a honeymoon, we were at Alani, so the Disney Resort in Hawaii. He was like, you know, like, honestly, like, what do you want to do? Like, what are some of your, like, career goals and all that stuff? And I was like, I have been denying it, but I want to work for Disney again. Because everyone was like, oh, you're moving back to Orlando? Are you going to work for Disney? And I was like, no, I'm not going to work for Disney again. Like, I wanted to, like, outgrow Disney. I was like, no, I already did that once. Like, I want to try other stuff first. Like, maybe eventually, but, like, maybe not. And I once I finally like got out of my own head I was like okay you know what like you actually do want to work for Disney again you want to work for Disney PR Disney communications 
once again, where do you have to go? Because there's no jobs available for that company unless you can get in at ground level with a college program. And so I applied for another Disney college program and I was so excited because I had, I literally, if you look at one of my old notebooks, I had a five-year plan. It's like, okay, I'm gonna do the Disney college program, fall advantage of 2020. Then I'm gonna apply for a PI and I'm gonna do a PI in the spring or I'm gonna extend to part or full-time, whichever I can get. And then I'm gonna get my PI and then they're gonna hire me either on full-time or part-time after that. And then I'm gonna work my way up and like all this stuff. And I was like, in five years, I'm gonna be like in the communication, I'm gonna be a communications associate like for Disney. Like that was my plan. And I was like, and then I'll do leadership after that and like go to grad school and like blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, had it all listed. And the Lord has a funny way of taking our plans and just ripping them in half and being like, I know this is what you thought you wanted to do. I know this is what like you had planned for you, but like, no, 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 honey, we're going to rethink this. So obviously, coronavirus has impacted everyone. And um, my Disney College program got canceled for the fall of 2020. And with that, my five-year plan. And it was one of those things I came to a crossroads. I moped about it for a good three or four weeks. Like, I was devastated. I had finally, like, come to realization, like, this is what I wanted to do, and, like, this is something I had been, like, dreaming of for so long, and they just got ripped away from me, and I was like, well, dang, like, what am I going to do after this? And, like, Wesley and I had a sit-down conversation, and at this point, I had already started dabbling in content creating and influencing with the Sunny SG, because my original intent with creating this page was that it would be a way for me to document my Florida life and my Disney experiences and like all my stuff, but not bug people on my personal page because no one wants to see 45 pictures of Magic Kingdom. And I know I lost a ton of my like friends and family unfollowed me when I did my college programs. They're like, you just posted about Disney way too much. And I was like, well, I'm about to move there kind of permanently. So I'll just make a whole new account for it. And then I won't have to bother you with my pictures of Disney. Maybe <laughs> some people will actually like them. And so I made my first TikTok in March and it blew up and I totally did not expect it to. I did my spiel from when I worked as a ringmaster at the Storybook Circus and my sister, she saw it. She was one of the first people who saw it. She's like, this is the dumbest thing. No one's going to watch this. Like, why did you make this? Was trying to make me feel bad about it. And I was like, I think it's kind of cute. Like, I don't know. Like, I was bored. We were all in quarantine. Disney was closed. Like, what else was I supposed to do? I made a TikTok. And so at this point, my TikTok had grown to about 10,000 followers and I was trying to plug them on my Instagram and um, I didn't have a YouTube yet, but I was trying to plug them to my Instagram page and started posting, like started actually creating stuff. So like, I couldn't go to the parks. What else could I do? Could I, could Wesley and I do cool shoots in the apartment, like that type of stuff. And once my college program got canceled, Wesley was like, all right, what do you want to do? Do you want to hold out for Disney? Do you want to apply for other things? And I have known that I wanted to be a content creator influencer since my senior year of high school when Instagram was first really taking prominence and influencers were first started sort of rising to the surface. And I was like, that would be such a cool thing to do. I would love to do that. Like get to talk about what you do on a daily basis. Like that's just so cool to me. But it's kind of sounds kind of silly to say that out loud. Like, yeah, I want to be an influencer, and like people will be like, mm -hmm, okay, you do, all right. Um, but I kind of embraced it and was like, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. I can't do this, but I love doing this other thing, and 
that's kind of how I got started. And never did I imagine that my platform would grow to be what it is today in any sense. Yeah, me and Allison talked like before when we were planning this episode and we just, you are growing so unbelievably fast. Like we are just so interested to hear like your side of that. Like, do you think it's fast? Do you think it's slow? Are there some days when you're like, oh, I'm not doing enough? Like how are the setbacks and obstacles that have been kind of like behind the scenes of that rapid growth? Yeah, so with TikTok, it was one of those things I truly don't think I would have the growth I did without other platforms because Instagram is so saturated. To be able to make a blog page that has an audience that is growing is very, very difficult. And to make one at all that has any, like if you're making an Instagram page for a something that's not like a storefront or like an established person, like you're going to have a really, really hard time seeing growth. And I've seen that with like a ton of people who have come to me and they're like, I made my page two years ago and I still haven't seen this kind of growth. And it's like, you have to be doing something else that's plugging people to your Instagram page. And so I truly don't think without TikTok, my page would be where it is today. When I made my first TikTok, like I said, I did not expect to see the type of growth that I did. I went to bed with eight followers. I woke up with a hundred. I went to bed that night with 1200 followers. And I was just kind of like, what on earth? Like, they just like followed my lap from that one video that my sister told me was stupid and no one would watch. Um, and I have been pouring like my whole self into my content. Like truly I'm a workaholic. Like if I am on Instagram, I'm not just on there like scrolling for fun. I'm scrolling for inspiration. I'm meeting with other people. I'm connecting. Um, and I definitely recognize that I have seen exponential growth in my first, I haven't even had my page up for a year and I've been taking it seriously for a little over six months. So to be almost at 8,000 followers is pretty like, whoa. I'm so blessed and I feel so grateful for the growth that I have been able to see. And I think I take it so much more so because like I said, I have tried to run accounts before that were not super successful. Like my personal page, I switched it to kind of a Disney theme page when I did my college program. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna like get all these followers and be a Disney influencer and all this stuff. And it, I got a few, but not enough to be like sustainable. And then when I moved back to Tennessee, I lost most of them. And most of them went inactive because I wasn't posting the same content I was before. And so I was like, oh, that's okay. I'll be like a college content creator, I'll be a college influencer and all this stuff. And then people were like, no, not really. Like I just, I didn't ever, I can never find my groove and where I fit in, like in the world of all of that. And so I really only saw maybe a hundred percent growth once I started trying to do that as like a Knoxville college influencer. And so to be able to see the growth that I've seen on the Sunny SG as a Florida lifestyle, Disney theme park, like all of that influencer, it's just like made me all the more grateful for the success I've seen because I've been before like so frustrated because I'm like, dang, like you know, I got like, oh, four followers like this whole week. And like, now I'm seeing up to 40 in a single day. And so I'm like, dang, like, I want to be growing so fast, but I'm trying to just be grateful for the platform that I do have and just make awesome content because I know that the followers will come when they're supposed to and the right ones will come whenever they do. That's so great to hear. Me and Allison love talking about the like behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. like real authentic stuff because it's a lot easier to just fall into the comparison trap when Mm -hmm. you're only seeing like the, yay, everything is awesome. But I'm really curious, is there a brand that's reached out to you that you were just like, oh my gosh, this is my life now. Like this brand that I've loved just reached out to me. Like what, what can you talk about which brand it was? Yeah. So 
Bobble Bar reached out to me to do the campaign that they did with Disney. And it was officially Disney licensed merch that was going to be on Shop Disney. And I wore Bobble Bar earrings in my to my rehearsal dinner. So, like, I was a Bobble Bar fan to begin with. And so, when they reached out, I literally, like, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I can't believe, like, I'm getting to work with this brand. And then when they reached out again. So, this is the thing to note if any fellow like aspiring influencers are watching this if you do a really good job on your first campaign with them it gives you all the more likely that you're going to be asked to work with them again so bobble bar loves what i did the first time so much that they sent me some of their pieces for their fall and halloween collection too and so it's one of those things like i now have a partnership with them that I never dreamed I would have and like Box Lunch when they reached out to do their affiliate because like Box Lunch does so many different fandoms like from Harry Potter to Disney to like Star Wars stuff and obviously I'm not like a fandom creator by any means like I do my stuff more based off like the theme parks but it was when I was like oh my gosh like these are brands that I've like purchased from before so it's crazy that like I'm about to work with them. That's so much fun. (laughs) So Sarah Grace I know you mentioned earlier that like you had some people who were like in your personal life who were like uh have you can you like speak more specifically on like people who know you in real life like you feeling like judgment vibes from them and like being scared to go for something because you don't want your like this person that you have in your head like well what is she gonna think when I post this what is he gonna think when I post this like can you speak on that a little bit yeah I think that it goes back to influencer kind of just gets a dirty name attached to it a lot of times because you definitely have the people out there who are in it for the wrong reasons and they take every ad that comes their way and like I can tell you I've had messages come into my inbox and I'm like that's not a good fit for me that's not a company like I really agree with like I have turned away people and turned away deals because I didn't think that they fit me or fit what my values aligned with um Definitely, it has been a journey. It's hard to explain to people, even in your very close circles, what you're doing, especially in the early stages, because it sounds all good and dandy, except for when people are like, okay, but how can you actually make your career out of this? And if you're not in the world of social media or all you see is like the personal side, like your friends on social media, it's hard to see where this can become a career. And it's hard to see like that there are career influencers out there who are super successful on their platforms. I've definitely seen that from people in my close circles. As far as like posting things, I never post anything that's not like very myself. So I haven't seen that in that sense. I also have to look at this because my dad was really concerned about me last night. He watched the social media, the social social project. He just kind of was like, so like, you know, your numbers and stuff, like you're looking at that from like a business perspective, right? Like, you know, that that's not an indicator of like your value. Cause he was just like worried about me. He was, Cause after watching it, it talks all about how people pay, place their whole value in like their social media presence. And I was like, if I lost my entire following tomorrow, it would suck because I worked so hard to do that. But at the same time, it'd be like losing my job. You know, it would suck. I'd be upset about it for a few days, but then I'd move on and I'd get another job. If that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like that's been one of the, like me and Allison have talked about before, like when we started the podcast and like even still people will just be like so weird around us, like in my per or in my personal life, people will be like so weird if I bring up the podcast, they like act like I didn't really say it or like act like they don't even know what a podcast is and just like avoid the topic altogether so I'm hoping that gets better like as our podcast continues to absolutely like stick around and be consistent have you experienced that any Allison like have people been like 
What? Um, not not really. It's more been people that are like, uh, I say something about it, and they, ex- I guess they think I'm expecting them to be like, do you listen? Do you follow? And I'm like, no, I'm just no, talking yeah. to you about it because this is like something I'm doing. It's okay Absolutely. if you know it's not your thing. Like that's fine. Yeah. So that's definitely been an experience, but it's just hard. What because doing things like socially and like Lauren, you've been blogging for a long time, right? Like it's one of those yeah. things like keeping up with blogs and vlogs and stuff people see all the time people who start things and they never go through with it and that was my big problem in college is like I tried to start blogs I think I own like four domains at the moment because of like all the blogs like I held because it's hard to commit to it and stick with it and so people sometimes it's like oh yeah you started this little project like once you're doing it for a while the people get respect for it like people are like oh okay like you started a blog you've been blogging for a year now wow like that's truly like your thing because you know kind of like you said once you've been doing it for longer people see it as more of a permanent thing not just like a temporary hobby if that makes sense that is perfect sense because like my blog now it's like a normal part of my life and people don't act weird about the blog anymore but now like the podcast is kind of like the new thing and people are kind of like (laughs) weird about it a little bit but not everyone like of course there are those like shining star friends who are like oh my gosh this is amazing like even if I don't listen like I'm here to support this is great so I feel like it's just (laughs) that like it's like a bell curve that we go over and advertising like I feel like that is what we're experiencing right now so okay so one of the big things that me and Sarah Grace have in common is newlywed life and I specifically wanted to ask her about being a newlywed during quarantine because I feel like it's this very like specific group of people who got married right before quarantine who like didn't have their wedding affected at all but then were just living in this like marital bliss during quarantine when everybody had to stay at home you only got to spend time together it was honestly like akin to having a like maternity leave but for getting married does that make sense like can you how was your experience with that so if this puts things into perspective for those listening my wedding was on january 18th we got back from our honeymoon oh, wow. on january 31st um or 30th and um orlando started shutting down around march 14th or 15th so we were literally together for right at around 45 days like living in this city before things shut down um, and, you know, your first, like, couple of weeks or even just, like, learning how to live together because we never lived together before we were married. So it was like, oh, what yeah, side of the sink are you going to use? Like, so by the time we finally got into somewhat of a groove of, like, being married, um, everything shut down and, like, we were in our little bubble. And the first, like, probably two months, it was amazing. Like, we were just so happy. We watched all – that's how I got into Harry Potter is because I watched – we watched all of eight Harry Potter movies. We pulled our mattress into the oh living gosh. room. We ordered pizza. We made cookies, and we had a slumber party. And I think that's why I hold those those characters and, like, that whole Harry Potter so close to my heart is because I have such a close connection with Wesley Ford. It's, like, one of our things we do together. Um, but – we are such a go out and do stuff couple that right around may it was like 
okay, when can we go do stuff? Like, I love being here with you all the time, but, like, I want to go do stuff. I want to go do stuff. And so, like, as soon as things started, we were very cautious at first, obviously. Like, my dad is immunocompromised. But yeah. all that to say, we were, like, very, very cautious. We were first, like, branching out into the world. But um, it was definitely those first couple of months when everything was closed and, like, we only had each other. That taught us so much. And it was just such a special time that we will forever, like, look back on fondly. Especially when he was working from home every day. I absolutely love that. Well, he didn't work from home every day because he's a, um, since he's in industrial engineering, he does um, floor support a lot. So he had to be on site two days a week anyway, like even during the height of everything. But it was still so special. I loved having, and he's still working from home one day a week. So I love having him here. Yeah, I was going to ask, is he still working from home? Because my husband has been working from home the entire time. So I feel like we're just coworkers at this point. Like he's just my coworker. Like I he's IT and I'm communications. Like, all in the same company so it's been great but I think that I'm probably gonna have to start going back into the office like in the next couple weeks or so and I'm already like I miss you already but yeah it's been good and bad like all at the same or not really bad but like good it's been and challenging interesting all at yeah the same time. I was gonna say I think it would be like lying to people to say it was like 100% you know all bliss all the time like because especially if you've never lived with the person before to be like with him the first like five weeks it was like just bliss like everything was perfect and then after it was like week six it was like suddenly like it was like oh mm, mm. it was just like a little bickering like here and there and we like never bickered or fight and so it was like okay we maybe got to take a step back and reevaluate and we were in a one-bedroom apartment at the time and it got very very small at a certain point because like I'm very very extroverted and he's very very introverted so like the way we recharge are totally different ways so him being by with just the two of us all the time was like his dream world he didn't have to go interact with other people perfect me I'm like okay when can we see people when can we go do stuff when can we do like I crave being around other people and I crave like conversation and so we definitely like we learn so much about each other now that we probably won't have some of these same struggles like that most people face. I totally when, agree. Yes, that most people face like once they start having kids and stuff because, you know, life looks totally different then. And like, I think that we will appreciate so many more things. Having gone through that, we'll view like the rest of our marriage completely differently in such a good way. We were thrown in the thick of it immediately. Mm -hmm. So, but we're also just so blessed that we got to have our weddings like completely normal and traditional. And you got to have like your graduation completely normal. So I'm sure you feel just this huge sense of relief. Oh my gosh. I mean, we were literally six weeks away. And what's so funny is there had been a conversation. So Wesley really wanted a spring wedding and I really wanted a winter wedding. And we'd compromised at one point and said we were going to do fall. But then when we got engaged in December, it was like, okay, that's not going to work because he was going to be moving away for work. It's like we knew we didn't want to stay in Knoxville permanently. Not that we don't just adore Knoxville. We just wanted to try something new because that's like who we are. Yeah. And um, it was one of those things that it was like, okay, we can either wait and get married like after almost a two-year engagement, which neither of us were about, or he wanted to get married in the spring, which meant it was gonna be in like four months, which I couldn't plan a wedding in four months, no way in heck. So it was either like we get married in winter like I wanted, 
or we were going to wait a few more months and get married in the spring. And he has said so many times, like, I'm so glad we didn't get married in the spring. Cause like we literally would have had our whole wedding like messed up. And I Canceled. planned, I don't know yeah. about you, but like I planned my entire wedding. We didn't have, we had a wedding court, a day of coordinator, but like I am a little bit um, type A in that manner that I wanted to plan everything and I want to know how it was all going to happen. If I had, if I had done all of that work and stuff and then not gotten to have my wedding like I wanted, I would have been a bridezilla like no other and I would have thrown a fit and it would not have been pretty. I know my dad like loves Preston and loved that we were getting married, but he was like, Lauren, I think you're going to really struggle with like finishing that last semester of college while you're married, like your mind, you're like, like your heart isn't going to be in school anymore. You might be distracted. You should think about getting married in May. And I was like, no, dad, like, no, December. It's got to be December. I'm a winter bride. I'm not a spring bride. Mm -hmm. I've got to have it in December. And so we finally like talked to my dad off the ledge of the May wedding. And then now we tell him all the time that he's so lucky that we ganged up against him because otherwise I think I would like still be upset about oh, it. To this absolutely. Day. Absolutely. And I think the joke is on you, Lauren, because it ended up being seven. 75 degrees on your wedding day so it kind of was like yeah it was <laughs> December 28th it was 75 degrees and I was like hoping it would snow like when I booked the original date but it's okay because we got to take pictures all around downtown because it was so warm so it was fine but was it wintry like on your wedding day because you got married in Memphis right yeah so I got married in Memphis end of January where there was snow on the forecast for that night but I don't think it was like snow I think it was ice like I think it was like ice Ooh. on the forecast so we were really really worried because it always rains Martin Luther King weekend and it's always freezing and there's always like some it's either snowy and cute or frozen and no one can go anywhere so we were like <laughs> all right what's it gonna be and luckily it was like the perfect mild like mid 50s it was supposed to drop that night and that's what we were worried about was okay when it drops into the 30s at the reception is it gonna rain like and it ended up holding out it ended up being perfect well speaking of two days that ended up turning out exactly as you guys had hoped despite all the crazy 2020. I'm sure there are some things in life, Sir Grace, that have not maybe panned out where you thought they would. So Lauren and I have a question for each of our guests this season, and it is, what did you think you were going to see yourself doing when you were younger? I think it just depends on my season and what movie I was into at the time. Um, <laughs> because yes. my uh, career choices often change based on the characters I saw myself in. I honestly, like thought that I would probably go to grad school throughout like they'd probably be in school most of my 20s and then settle down somewhere up north I always thought I was going to live in the city and be like an attorney of some kind and um that did not happen at all and I'm so glad it didn't because I love my life right now like I wouldn't change it for anything yeah that's awesome you thought you were going to live up north and how you live in Florida Florida, so, complete opposite. Florida. so like here's the other thing y'all I don't like being hot I don't like being sweaty I hate humidity and I moved like to oh, the, the place irony. where that is literally <laughs> all that there is. Well, I know you said you love the life that you're living right now. Yeah. Do you have any piece of advice that maybe you'd give to someone that maybe is interested in being a content creator, wanting to get into a niche of a, kind of an influencing or at yeah. least like, getting into social media? Absolutely. My best advice is go for it with everything you've got because those are the people who end up making it in this industry, so to speak. I've, I think it's interesting how like my mindset of this all has gone from like, oh yeah, I'm just kind of like going in 
it from where like you know wherever the wind blows and I'm like no now I have set goals of what I want like with this career and like where I want it to go like this is what I want to do like I want the sunny sg to be like something big I think that's like the people who go after it like with everything they've got those people who are going to make it everyone has a niche everyone has something that they're passionate about and something they want to share with others and like for me what started out is like you know I'm just going to share a little bit of my life in Florida came for me like wanting people to fall in love with this city alongside of me and so when you love something and when you're passionate about something like other people want to follow that and other people want to go along that journey with you and people can I tell people all the time because most people ask is like oh like did you quit your job to do this and it's like no I literally lost my job like I had a job lined up I was supposed to do something after school and Mm -hmm. it completely fell through so I I didn't quit my job I lost my job and I had a choice I could either sit down and like mope about it and be upset that I wasn't getting to do what I wanted or I could do what like I'd always or since high school at least had seen myself like doing and I tell people that if they have like a full-time job but they want to try it like recognize that that's going to be a lot of hard work after hours of you know if you want to do YouTube like recording and editing and Instagram like going and like getting a photographer after work and like all of that stuff but like if it's something you really want like absolutely go for it because I think that there is a place for like everyone in the world of content creating influencing yeah I love that you kind of just made your own job like when there was no job to be had you were like I'm making my own I love that absolutely absolutely and I think it's funny too how I've gone from being like oh like because I didn't want to call myself an influencer for a while because like I didn't really think that like people did like you know I didn't really think I influenced people and then when I kind of realized like oh crap like I tell people to go buy this drink like the sunny sg the spooky drink like that's kind of what made me go okay maybe I am an influencer because like I said on a whim I was like oh this is my drink I get at Starbucks it's so yummy like just I was so excited about it I didn't think that people were actually going to go get it and then like two people went and got it and I was like wait oh that's really cool like two people got my drink like haha and then the next day it was like four people got the drink and then I was getting to the point where like I had 12 things of like oh people tagging getting the drink I was like what on earth this is insane and so that's and the crazy when... thing is those are probably just the people tagging you think about yeah. all the people who got it and didn't even tag you I mean that's kind of when I was like okay I'm like I am still a content creator because like that's what I love doing I love creating really cool content but like at the end of the day like I am influencing and like my words carry weight and that also shifted because like when you're content creating you can kind of do whatever and like you know make something that looks cool and like not really think twice about it but like when you're influencing you have to recognize like your words do carry weight and like what you're suggesting to people carries weight and the brand deals you're taking carry weight and so it's kind of a whole like shift in how you look at things from like a lens perspective like okay yeah that would be a really cool company to work with but like I don't I would be happy to work with them but I don't think that I want to promote that as like on my platform because I really just don't believe in their values like that type of thing well now that we're looking forward do you have a personal or professional goal I mean it could be for you it could be for the sunny sg that you're kind of trying to work towards right now yeah so obviously like professionally I would love to get to the point where I've like monetized all of my platforms because right now I have tiktok as like a pretty steady like monetization stream and like instagram is like ever so many like monet like you know it's like kind of comes and goes like once you get to that 10k mark with instagram like that's really when the monetized brand deals start coming in more because you get that swipe up feature and brands love the Mm -hmm. fact that people can just swipe up on their stories um and then with youtube obviously um that's got a whole lot more to grow with it but i um i think that my biggest goal is just to leave an impact if that makes sense like i i love the fact that i've been able to touch so many people in so many different ways like um across niches across platforms across states personally and kind of professionally I would love to outgrow the Orlando scene in the next 
five to 10 years, like to the point where I feel like I've saturated everything here. I've done all the deals. I've like taken advantage and like be looking towards mm-hmm. moving somewhere like California or New York to look at some of those like bigger things. Like obviously that's looking like far in the future, but with something like this, I mean, you gotta have a goal. You gotta have somewhere that you're yeah. wanting to go. I could see it moving in that direction just to the way like this NESG is like growing right now. But like that's at the end of the day, like that's what I'd love to be able to do is like to be able to move to like LA or to move to New York because that's where the next chapter takes me. But I love you just saying that you want it to do something positive because I just feel like that same energy that you give just talking to us radiates through your whole page so well thank you so much and that's the thing so like the sunny sg like I came up with the name of um the brand because I was moving to the sunshine state and someone said well if you move away from Florida are you still going to be the sunny sg and I said yeah because like my whole goal is you know the quote the Disney quote I want to fill the world with you're the only one who can fill the world with sunshine like that's mm-hmm. like something that I want to do is like I want to fill the world with sunshine like I want to be like sunny sg even if I'm in like rainy London or like other places like I think that that'll just fit so well just because like I like to think that that's just who I am, you know? I yes, do. That's absolutely. so cool that you said that quote because I literally painted that on a canvas for myself and have it hanging in my room. No because way. I don't necessarily have myself as out there as like you are, but I do a little bit of blog writing. Yeah. It's very different than Lauren's. Mine is more of like faith related yeah, and talking about that. like internal growth. And that, that's the same message as I just want someone to see it and feel like they're not alone or know like, oh, okay, cool. We're in this together. And I feel like that's the same thing you're doing and you spread more sunshine and excitement, obviously, through the kind of the content you're doing. But that's really cool to hear. Thank you. I say the best part of like my job is like getting messages that's like, oh, you know, like we were supposed to go to Disney this year and like our trip got canceled, but we've been able to live vicarious through your stories. And like, thank you so much for sharing. And to me, it's like, what the heck? Like, I didn't ever think that I was going to, I think, when you're given a platform, having a platform comes with a lot of weight and a lot of responsibility. And so the fact that like people have been able to take the content I'm putting out there and take my platform and like see it as it, it's like touched their lives personally, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's when you know that you're doing a good job. It's like the pat on the back from the bosses I don't have. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it when you're self employed. We'll give you a high five. Thank we'll you. We'll give you that pat on the back. So Sarah Grace, would you like to tell our listeners where they can follow you and keep up with your amazing content that you have now and maybe some exciting content that's coming in the next month or so? Yes. So I always end my YouTube videos with this. If you're not already following me on my socials, be sure to do so. I am the Sunny SG on Instagram and TikTok. And be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel if you are not already. I'm the Sunny SG here as well. I also have a blog that is coming really, really soon, the SunnySG.com. I had a moment where I was just very frustrated in my content because I was like, I feel like nothing has a place. I was just like, you know, my YouTube channel, it's kind of got some vlog stuff. It's got some sit down stuff and my Instagram. I've got like a lot of information, like TikTok is kind of a hullabaloo. Like everything has to have a place and it doesn't all have a place. And that's like the type A in me coming out of like, where's all my content going to be? And I realized that my missing factor was a blog because a lot of the videos that I had been wanting to do YouTube wise, there were sit down videos and I didn't want to sit down and film them and I couldn't figure out why. And it's because they're not really conducive for sit down YouTube videos. They're much better for a blog. And obviously with my PR background at our school at the University of Tennessee, the PR department preaches writing so much. And so I love to write and I was like, okay, maybe then the content, my tips, my things I'm loving, like all of those type of things, my style, that can all go in a blog. Oh, and then my YouTube channel can be, oh, and then it was like everything just kind of fell into place after that. 
So, my YouTube channel is now just vlogs. It's my lifestyle vlogs, it's going to the theme parks and all that stuff. And then my blog page will be sort of just like thoughts from inside my head, like brain dumps, September favorites, um, that's the first post that's coming out, um, all of those type of things. And then Instagram is still gonna be pictures and TikTok is just gonna be random because for some reason that's what does best on TikTok. Um, but I do have a blog launching. It's going to be thesunnysg.com coming very, very soon. I'm meeting with someone about web design this week. So hopefully by the end of the month, it'll be up. That was our conversation with Sarah Grace, AKA the Sunny SG on all her social media platforms, which we will have linked below. I love that conversation. I loved Sarah Grace. She was so much fun. And I feel like I know her super well already, even though that was literally I my first meeting of the conversation. And I was like, dang, I feel like we could have talked for like two more hours about all of this stuff because there was just so much to talk about. As someone who did the Disney college program, I tried not to be that person when I came back that was like, well, at Disney all the time, having someone else that kind of understands that it's kind of like understanding a phase of somebody's life. So it was really fun to just talk about that with her a little bit and just reminisce on my own experience and geek out about it. But then you guys kind of got to have some of that on your own as well. I know. I feel like her interests just totally intersect. She's this perfect mix of the both of us. I feel like I love it. And I honestly personally love talking about the DCP because I don't really talk about the ins and outs of like applying for it or job selection. Or... I didn't know that people literally like apply 12 times. Like I had no idea. I knew it was hard to get into, mm. but I thought like most everyone gets in like the first or second time. Like I didn't really know. No. Like yeah. That. I I mean, I applied twice. I don't think a lot of people know that. For me, it was a God thing and like a divine intervention. I know I was not supposed to get in the first time. I was very scared of moving away from home and I got in like the very first day you could get in and I feel like that was kind of like a God preparing you to be like okay you're doing this and you're not going to talk yourself out of it so you have time to prepare so you have to get ready and so like to me it felt like it was like on purpose that that happened so I was yeah it's a crazy process but it's so so much fun. Now, if you're new here or you didn't get to listen to last week's episode, Lauren and I have decided we're going to do a new segment around here and it's called The One of the Week. And the reason it's called The One is because like an homage to T-Swizzle herself, as basically the name of this podcast is as well, we are going to pick our favorite thing of the week and share it with you guys so that you can have a fun suggestion going into the week. Lauren, what is your the one of the week? Well, my the one is the company, the home edit. And if you are very familiar with <laughs> the way you if said you're very, <laughs> her head just tilted back and forth. I know people can't see that, but it was really funny. <laughs> her, well, their company, their like logo is, it looks like the word the. Preston is always like, what does their shirt mean? And I'm like, it's the home edit. So my, the one of the week is the home edit and they recently came out. Wait, did you just oh, get that? Oh, because it's it like just T-H-E, it's an acronym. Yes. I see. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> well, now that you're here, <laughs> it's okay. I feel like it took me a second to understand it too in the beginning, but all that to say, I feel like even though they have over 2 million Instagram followers, I'm still going to go out on a limb and say that they are underrated because I feel like I know so many people in real life who either still don't know them 
or just found out about them from their Netflix show. So with, I didn't say it earlier, but they just came out with a Netflix show and it's called Get Organized with the Home Edit. And on each episode, they go organize a celebrity space and like a real person's space. So it's really cool because you get to see kind of like how celebrities live, but then you also get to see how organization works in like everyone's life. So I just want to say like if you watch the first episode and you're like, I'm not impressed, like keep going because they do Khloe Kardashian's babies like parking garage basically for all of her toy cars and Khloe Kardashian's painting studio and Neil Patrick Harris kids playroom um like they do some really good projects and they're really fun episodes like I will laugh out loud at these episodes and they're not even supposed to be funny but they just somehow are because the girls who run the home edit Instagram are hilarious like I follow them more for their personality than the organization honestly so go give them a follow on instagram go watch their show you will not regret it you'll be converted do they organize by color or is that just a, a thing lot on there? yeah not all the time but they do like if people ask them to and they almost always organized by color in kids spaces because they say that that's like one of the only ways to get your kids involved in organizing because kids are more likely to like put things away if they can see a color and be like oh this goes here because it's blue oh that makes sense. so it's kind of like an activity rather than it being like wait this goes in this one drawer because it's a um, team-based board game not because it's a fun board game like it's a lot easier to get kids involved if it's by color so I feel like you learn so many nuggets like that through the show yeah they kind of pioneered the Roy G. Biv like use in organization you know what that is I know the colors of the rainbow Lauren I went to kindergarten okay I didn't know if everyone <laughs> abbreviated it like that so that was just why I said that <laughs> What is your, the one of the week, Allison? Because I feel like I just talked about that for like six minutes. I'm sorry. I am passionate. Okay. Well, while I have one, I got to give a, I don't know what you call like the miscongeniality, but it's not miscongeniality of the week is I said I wasn't going to talk about K-pop, but I lied because yesterday this video came out from NPR. It's their tiny desk concert series and they had a tiny desk concert series with BTS. Now, if you don't know anything about BTS or like K-pop or their performances, that's fine. It's just basically they put on like crazy shows, do a lot of dancing, like they're very they're very highly produced production. concerts and productions. But it was very stripped down. It was all seven of the members singing like three of their songs in a like very low-key way. And it was so so good so cool to see um if you've never heard of them before seen it i'm gonna link it down below it was just it's a quick watch but it was really cool and a cool way to introduce yourself to a new group but my actual one of the week is the tv show Shits creek lauren suggested this to me a while back yes i did uh we have to go explicit now um but (laughs) i um I had the show suggested to me a couple times recently, but the funny thing is I actually watched the first two seasons of the show probably like three years ago and then just kind of forgot about it. But this week, the Emmys just happened and Schitt's Creek took home all four of the major acting categories for like best lead actress, best lead actor, best supporting actress, best supporting actor. So they swept that category. And that's the first time that I think a Canadian show has done that. Um, And I found this really interesting article. I think it was from Vanity Fair. And it was talking about how the show 
really succeeded because it got put on Netflix and that brought a lot of attention to it halfway through its production halfway through it that's interesting to shooting. think about the streaming business model yes. like not killing live tv but making it better yes and it boomed because i don't know if a lot of people realize that it's a canadian show and canadian actors produced in canada and sent out on canadian television so it really thrived once it was able to be put on netflix and then that brought it a lot of recognition that i think it deserves because the humor on it is very deadpan the characters yeah. are amazing the the contrast of the this Rose family versus where they live is so funny. So if you need a new show to watch and you haven't checked it out yet, it's on Netflix. I recommend it because the sixth season, which is the final season, comes out on Netflix on October 10th. And it's just, it's a lighthearted well, show. Well, you can it's watch fun. it on Hulu right now. It is on Hulu? Okay, I didn't yeah, realize that too. the sixth season. I also want to say that if you watch the first season and you're like, uh, I don't really get it. And then you watch the second season and you're still like, uh, I don't know keep going because the more you get attached to the characters the more hilarious the things that they say are because you kind of have to see their like character development to see why what they're saying is so funny they're just hilarious yes do you have a favorite character i love alexis and every single time i watch a little bit alexis i'm a little <laughs> bit whatever she says oh my gosh <laughs> It's so good. I just love that part. I love David. There is a part in season one where he's talking about game night and organizing oh, game night and the optimal so amount of people you. and stuff. That's so you. Shit's Creek is a must watch and so is the BTS Tiny Desk concert and we will have those things as, as well as the home edit linked below so you guys can check that out if you don't know what those are. All right, everybody. That is going to wrap it up for this episode of Nice to Have a Friend. That was a nice episode, Lauren. I'm excited for what's to Me come. Me too. I'm feeling re-energized with the podcast. Even though I wasn't feeling de-energized, I'm just feeling like a new breath of fresh air. Okay, but seriously, you guys hear us mention Instagram all the time, and we would really appreciate it if you would take a screenshot of you listening to this or take a picture of you listening to it, share it on your Instagram story, tag us, let us let your friends know that you love listening to our podcast. That would mean so much. And then if you don't want to do that, you could also just follow us on Nice to Have a Friend Pod on Instagram and interact with us over there. We would appreciate it so much. But that's that's going to be it for now because Allison has to break up the party and unfortunately go work on a project with this little tiny media company called ESPN. That makes me sound so much cooler than I really am. Um, I can maybe get into the details with you guys later, but if that name and that company or just the idea of working in sports interests you, then you might just want to be following along with us next week because maybe that's related to the guests that we're mm. going to have on next week. Lauren, hmm, interesting stuff. And maybe I'll fill you in on my Zoom call. Maybe I won't. I don't know. There may not be anything to fill you in on. I hate to tell you. But thank you guys so much for following along with us, for listening to this episode. Please remember to go and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow along with us on Nice Have a Friend Pod because we would love to have a friend in you. So thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next Tuesday. And we hope this episode reminded you it's nice to have a friend. Bye, guys. Bye.